Welcome to the Primal Priestess Podcast. I'm Hannah, your host, and this is Season 1, The Free Birth of a Father. On today's episode called The Active Witness, we have Jacob Smith. Jacob and Mason are longtime friends and sit down casually over beer and ganj to chat free birth, fatherhood, and friendship. Jacob was initiated into fatherhood at the young age of 20 through witnessing his fiance Delaney's medicalized birth of their son. Three years later, they decided they wanted to have a different experience, and she free birthed their daughter. Jacob draws potent comparisons between the two and how they shaped him as a father. He goes into what it means to be an active witness in birth, the importance of communication, and how they navigated dynamics around boundaries with family and friends. Jacob and Mason muse about community support and postpartum, the funny little moments from the births, and how essentially free birth was a rite of passage into manhood for both of them. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today on the Free Birth of a Father podcast. Today we have my best friend, my buddy, Jacob, also fellow free birth father, and uh, we're just going to shoot the shit, talk <laughs> free birth and all things about it. So I guess why don't you give a little intro to yourself and who you are. I mean, I mean, best friend and free birth father pretty much sums <laughs> it <laughs> up. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we met when our kids were itty bitty, right? Yeah. Oakley oh, yeah. was... Um, Probably a year, a little over a year. Yeah, and, 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 and my son, uh, Atticus, he was, got him like nine months old. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a little guy. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been, um, oh, we've been, we've been tight ever since. We, we, yeah. we pretty much have grown, I think, in, in fatherhood and just as men, as friends, in such a, uh, a, a tandem and fluid arc yeah. that it feels weird to be at this point where we've been friends for multiple years. I know, <laughs> it does. It's like, no, no, we've just been last year, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, as for myself, um, I really began, I think, on the journey to free birth, it wasn't too much of a journey. I, right. I, I think I think that makes it to seem too much of um, too too stilted, too unnatural. Yeah. Right. I, for for me, it was a conversation with me and my my fiance uh, Delaney, mm-hmm. um, and our first birth was a midwifery um, birth center to hospital transfer, and we just wanted something different. Right. And, yep. and, and I can obviously elaborate more on that later but well, essentially yeah, we'll <laughs> we, we, we really just wanted something um a lot different and so our transitionary period was just kind of us having a conversation and her saying oh this is a thing like free birth, free birth is a thing right and i was like okay and then we got pre- she got pregnant with our second and freya and i it was just kind of like so this is happening right and i was like yeah for sure, I'm on board. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was gonna say. So one of the things I like to ask is like, so when it first got brought up, what was the initial thoughts? Were you kind of like, well, it's a little intense, or were you kind of like, eh, or was it just immediately like, yeah, cool, let's do it? It's interesting. I think so. First, I, I first learned about free birth when Atticus was was big. When mm-hmm. when when Delaney first discovered, it, she's like, do you know this is a thing that people do? Right. <laughs> and I think I remember asking her like, oh, but you'd never. You wouldn't do that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she was like, "Ah, no, it's not my, not, not what I'm about, not my thing." Yeah. And this was so long ago, and it feels funny to have arrived at the point where 
we we she got pregnant with Freya and we're like okay yeah so this is just what we're doing this is a na- it was a very like natural progression I don't think I was ever really truly averse to the idea sure. of free birth in terms of in the scope of Freya's uh, birth right and the, and and, and Delaney's right. pregnancy like, with, with with her second yeah um uh, with our second I think it was by the time we arrived at that point I had a lot more time to consider how I wanted things to go differently yeah. um, and how I could really show up in a big way. Right, I think a lot of times too, like it's very similar to us because Hannah obviously was, we planned to do home birth, midwife, hospital transfer, all that shit. And yeah. I think it's, once you go through that, you really are like, holy shit, how can we have that never happen again? Oh yeah. And like, how can we get the furthest away from that? And it's, it's very, I don't want to say unfortunate, but it's like a very unfortunate eye-opening experience where you're like, that's not right. This is not the way to do it. It's not the way to become a father. Yeah. To have someone sitting there, putting you in the corner, telling you, like, basically just, like, shut up. I'm lucky to be in the room, right? Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. shut up. I'm going to handle this. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, God, it just all sucked. Yeah. But just a quick ASMR. <laughs> Crack another beer. Yeah. Effortless, too, with the yeah. lighter. Oh, I'm yes. a forever astounded. It's the, the caveman method. <laughs> <laughs> Any dads listening, go get yourself a beer. Pause this, go get a beer, and come back. And cheers. We're going to cheers. You get the can to, can to glass. <laughs> yeah. We'll get the glass to glass next. Mm. But before we get too far, I wanted to kind of go back a little bit. Because I feel like it, you and I are you and I. So we're just, we're just going <laughs> to yeah. get a little crazy and yeah. a little off. But, but if you could kind of give people a little bit more of like your background and like who you are and yeah. kind of like more about you because this I'm probably going to repeat myself through all of these episodes and everybody's going to be like okay god enough Mason but but this is kind of more to kind of like we're not like cherry picking you know but it's just like we're trying to find like different dudes who like are different people in different walks of life and different viewpoints and kind mm-hmm. of let it be known that it's not just like one specific type of man who will be on board with this you know what I mean <laughs> it's not the hippie dippies yeah. which I, I can fall under in my own times but you know, yeah but yeah it's interesting right like I don't I don't consider myself a hippie dippy at all I'm, I'm I'm starting to kind of stray into the realm of like crunchiness but that's that's yes. been a long time coming your hair the long hair right? yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking <laughs> of let's we'll just get it you just let it, let it just let it loose I don't want, yeah like when you when you when you met me and for years before I just had the short crop undercut mm-hmm. like product in it every day and so yeah. I think like that the hair is really indicative of the transition well and before <laughs> you way. met me I had the same haircut yeah, yeah. yeah. it was the same thing no I've seen, like, seen pictures of the stuff <laughs> still yeah. still shocked like I'm sorry I don't know that dude no, they, I, don't, I don't either that was not me you did get that sense though, right? Like you, I don't know, I, more about me, I think. <laughs> it's weird, I, I don't think I'm used to talking about, about myself in like such an explicit context, right? <laughs> um, but I am first and foremost a father. But before that, um, I've always been working with kids. I think like my first, the first thing I ever like was able to self-identify as, it was like a, it was like a camp counselor, it was like an mm-hmm. educator. Um, because my first job, I was yeah. a camper, and then I just saw what my counselors were doing when I was like a kid. Yeah, that's, that's how I cool. turned sixteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was just like, I get to like just play games all day, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the yeah. job. And then I got to the job, and it's, yeah, guess what? A little bit more than that. Right. Yeah. Um, gotta blow up the kayaks too. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pitch tents. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think I, I think first and foremost, I was always, always, always centered around 
education and, and childcare and just being very active um, in whatever I think like educational circles I was operating in. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I went from just being a camp counselor to transitioning into um, preschool and early childhood education. Mm-hmm. Um, that was initially what I was going to school for at the time. Um, and now I'm presently a nanny. So I've, yeah. I've sort of followed that track um, along the way. So I, 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 I have conversations with a lot of dads. Yeah. Like, well, my first kid was the first time I ever changed a diaper. And to me, that's I, – That's me. I, yeah. See, I, yeah, I, totally. I, I think we had this conversation like so yeah. long ago. Mm-hmm. The, the, in the eons, we've known each other. Yes, exactly. Um, millennia ago. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think I, I think – Flowing into into fatherhood and partnership and, and long term commitment in that in that scope was really natural um, sure. for me. But my journey into fatherhood was really abrupt. Yeah. It was really scary. <laughs> yeah. I was um, I was twenty, mm-hmm. uh, and Delaney was eighteen mm-hmm. when we were pregnant with that. When she's pregnant with Atticus, right? Um, and at the time, we were ostensibly just bouncing between our parents' houses. Mm-hmm. Like, I had never paid rent anywhere at that point <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Um, right, so it's like you haven't even had the opportunity to, like, be a legit adult. No, <laughs> Let nothing. alone, like, an adult and a father. And, my, yeah. my diet was, like, Costco muffins and, like, six blunts a day. And that was, like... That's pretty good. I remember that. Yeah, the olden times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it was, it was a really stark... Um, contrast. I mean, luckily, I had a, I had a fairly good job, better than what I had the year previous. So I mm-hmm. felt a little more stable. Um, had a really great network of support around us, huge. which was yeah. huge. And and it's expanded and gotten even better because I think I think again I think we'll touch on this later. Mm-hmm. But in terms of support for for birth and how one versus two went. I mean, it is 90% community and communal support yeah. and who you have around you. Totally and I think yeah. that, that was very much so the case for, my, again, our journey into to parenthood. My mm-hmm. journey into fatherhood was that um, it, was, it, was, it was very abrupt, but I always had people around me. I had friends right. who, who were just living the college life and did not have kids but were there for me as much as they could be. I had my parents mm-hmm. who were nervous as hell but were really there for me. Right. And and so yeah, it was it was it was really scary and I think I've observed a lot of a lot of self growth from that point. Um, and 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 I think really starting from from that point mm-hmm. of fear to begin with and then trepidation, then working really into excitement. Yeah. And then this kind of journey of years of self discovery and realizing that I don't really know myself that well. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, has also led me to, to, to chase my ambitions, my goals. And I, you know, I have direct and voracious ambitions to, to become a writer. To, that's yeah. what I've wanted to do since I was a kid. And I think becoming a dad was the thing that pushed me to start doing that and taking that right. seriously. Yeah. It was like, oh, if I'm going to do the thing that I've always wanted to do, I should do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, that's, I, that's kind of who I am. Sure. And, and that, no, that, at this yeah. present moment, right, yeah. is on that journey of self-discovery and um, and acknowledging the growth that has taken place and that needs to take place in a, in a really big way. <laughs> well, and also understanding that you still are growing and there's still much growth to do is a big thing. I feel like a lot of not not a lot of people do. They're like, okay, I got to the place, I got the thing. Now we're just gonna chill. It's like, no, no, no. Let's keep going. Let's keep rolling. Like, and I think 
So I think there's an aspect of like free birth and shit that is associated with that because it's like you were the only one there. Mm -hmm. Like you were, I mean, I say you, I'm talking about the women as well. Like you were the (laughs) masters of like your own destiny in like the truest form, like Mm -hmm. right there. Like it's the most raw, like powerful fucking experience that you're going to go through probably as a human being. Yeah. And it was you, you were at the helm. Like you obviously didn't push the baby out, but (laughs) you held the responsibility of like the energy and the feelings and just really all the responsibility in the room yeah you know and just i feel like that leads into like really feeling like like a man you know like like i did that like i supported my wife through this big or this big portion of her life yeah rather than sitting in this on the sideline granted that's what a lot of the free birth experience is for fathers it's just kind of sitting on the sideline but being able to allow what's happening to happen and not trying to intervene i don't know i'm not i'm not the best always with (laughs) explaining my thoughts but i feel like there's this really weird primal like energy that gets brought to you where you're like fucking did that yeah we did that yeah and i feel like that's to overcome that makes a lot of other things in life like way easier like you're just like oh i can fucking do that and we did this you know what i mean it's it almost like sets a new bar of your life and like what you can accomplish and how you're gonna see it before you even start doing it yeah yeah there is a there is an element you talk about you talk about um really being on the sidelines for a Mm -hmm. lot of it and being a an active spectator i think is the best way i could put it is just not be not for for what big thing for me was not saying are you okay do you need this oh my god totally like in Imposing my own feelings onto her experience. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I'm gonna have those feelings, right? Yeah. And, and I, I was very confident the whole way through, in mm-hmm. in in Blaine specifically. Like yeah. she's got this. She was awesome, and she was very vocal about when she needed me. I think that mm-hmm. was the other big thing. That's when I talk about being an active spectator, because you're yeah. not just sitting there, you know, yeah, it's <laughs> like, just just like, okay, and I'm, <laughs> I've got my corner, I've got my chair, and this is yeah. kind of what I'm doing. Um, right. And just being there, it is it is fully witnessing the experience. And then as soon as she goes, hips, you're there, squeeze, <laughs> squeezing, squeezing her hips because contractions are kicking her ass, yeah. right? And she and 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 really being there to hear because in my experience as well, I, Delaney didn't remember anything that she said or we talked about through sure. that experience. They yeah, are yeah. so flowing down the 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 birth river right they're so they're so far gone in in that world and that's Mm -hmm. awesome let them be whisked away um because then you'll be able to loop back to whatever videos you took or Mm -hmm. whatever memories you're able to share like do you remember when we talked about this yeah and 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 she's like no (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's really telling as to as to how we can come away with our own really empowering experiences through this. You talk about yeah. you talk about being a, being a man and becoming a man and stepping up. Mm-hmm. That's not something I ever really like considered or cared about mm-hmm. until I was well into fatherhood. Right. I was like, oh, I really need to step up in a in a in a big way. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's definitely all, a lot of times that catalyst where it's like, even if it's not like on the top of like your conscious it's kind of like a subconscious thing too sometimes even where it's like oh shit like someone's watching mm-hmm. like, now my son my daughter is watching it's like am I just gonna not 
step up, be a man, do what I gotta do, or you know, because people don't. You know, yeah. people don't. And I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of weird comparisons that you can draw from like free birth to hospital birth and first kid to second kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of hard to draw like a distinct line where it's like, oh no, I feel like more of a man and a father the first time versus the second time because X, Y, Z. But I, it's just like within the hospital, you don't really have any authority, you don't have any power, you can't really do what you wish. And the first time you become a father, it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird yeah. because you've never been a father. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but with the second, you're already a father. And then it's just like you're just adding to it. So it's hard to be like this experience is different this way versus that because they're not like the variables are so different. Mm. There's just so many different avenues, I guess, of ways to compare it that it's hard to really draw like a line. But yeah, you know, it's it, it is it's hard to it is hard to draw that line in the sand versus like I felt this way versus this way because you can't there's no control variable mm-hmm. because like you said you, you were you were permanently altered by the time you were entering that second experience of birth yes regardless of what the experience the first time was you yeah. have been like you can't you can't you don't get another drive run at that <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and so and i think again like, i i it's why at least my understanding of it is that free birth um is so much more common the second or third time around. Sure. Is because people realize that they want something different mm-hmm. from the first. Yeah. Um, and it's not until like, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of the women and families that our respective partners are around and have supported and have encouraged yeah. through their first pregnancy and birth have mm-hmm. gone the route of of free birth or of, of just autonomy of choosing yeah, autonomy that's how they all know each other that's it and, <laughs> yeah. that's only, and they only really chose that because they were lifted up by community who said we did it and you can do it yeah right I think totally. there's there's such a um, there's such a difference between having community and not having community mm-hmm. um, and that goes for for you know the postpartum period too for, for after everything is said and done and that uh, goes for I mean as, as dad I mean yeah. I, I know it's I know you know I mean for because our ladies, like, we want them to just rest. We want them to just be able to, to be in bed, mm-hmm. to eat hot meals, and not worry about anything besides just <laughs> besides just being. Yeah. Right? Just being in the moment. Just being with their babies. Just mm-hmm. being, being, being. And for us, we have to worry about, I think, the upkeep. The external level. Oh, yeah. We want to keep them preserved in that beautiful chrysalis. Yeah. Right? And right. then for us, it's like... Okay, meals do need to get cooked and dishes do need to get done. Yeah. And when you have a, a tribe of women or, or families to come in and be like, "Here's a meal," and also I'm going to clean your kitchen. Those two simple things it's made a world, world difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel like especially for someone, if you don't already do those things, to so then be like, "Okay, now it's your sole responsibility." Like, yeah, maybe <laughs> you cook a meal once every now and then, do the dishes once every now and then, but then it's like, no, it's you all time. Yeah, and it's like, oh, fuck. It's, like <laughs> it's like having just like the relief pitcher come in. You know what I mean? It's like, oh fuck, my arm is tired. Like you gotta get in here to throw a couple balls, dude. Like, but I did not get sorry. any time yeah. in the bullpen. <laughs> exactly. No warm up, dude. Going in there cold. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and you talk about, oh, you're already a dad. Yeah, you're already a dad. Your kids are gonna let you know it. Like, yeah, all your exactly. oldest. So you be like, change is weird, and I'm feeling uh, some ways about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like all of a sudden, I just have a little sibling now, and it's like. Sometimes it can go either way. I feel like either they're like super loving, or they can be super against it, oh, or yeah. 
resentful or you know it could go you literally have no fucking idea what's gonna happen until you're in it Atticus was like Atticus was so about he's like baby sister baby sister yeah and then like day seven hit and he's like so what so what's the deal with this <laughs> like okay the, 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 the jig is up uh-huh. you guys had your fun yeah okay yeah. like take me against my scrape yeah. like, <laughs> I'm done with this yeah um yeah, there's uh, there are the, there are those moments of you know of being able to I think pull away from the chaos again when you're mm-hmm. supported by community that you just don't get right otherwise um, and pulling away from the chaos is as in sitting in that space and just being with your baby who you were you know you and you and your partner mm-hmm. your 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 wife whoever it is that you have supported through this process. Um, you, it's just you two, mm-hmm. and it's awesome because then it's you three, and that's who was the entire time. I remember sitting in the bed that Freya was birthed in, the bed that I caught her mm-hmm. in, and sitting there with Delaney while they just slept, and getting those quiet moments to just look at them. Yeah, like oh, like it, it's been us the whole time. Dude, it, was just, yeah. it was just us. Yeah. Was, <laughs> it, it's such like the the stark contrast between like how you don't even know if you go to the hospital the first time like what it can be and then going through it the second time being like wow like that was amazing like, mm-hmm. that was beautiful and then just like that's like the the such a surface to even just say that like there's no real way to describe those two different feelings is it like yeah they get birth at the hospital everybody's all over them like they give you some time but they're all they're fucking hovering the fluorescent you're, lights you're in the fucking, <laughs> you hear the buzz the bzzz of the lights and the beeping of the machines and you're in some fucking sterile gross environment you're like you're like two different nurses every couple yeah, hours dude. like it, yeah, it's, it's weird like, and disconcerting okay, and who are you now like, yeah but then no but just like to have like the fucking the volume of sound and like the all the birth sounds and shit happening and then just like stillness and quiet but you're in your own fucking bed you, if you had a birth tub, you walked like five feet to get into bed. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, it's almost like the opposite effect of like a bomb going off. And like, it's like, <laughs> like, in your, like the ringing in your ears, it like, it's like the reverse of that. Like yeah. the birth is almost like screaming and kind of loudness and a little bit of intensities. But then as all of a sudden it just fades away and you crawl into bed as a family and you just like relax for the first time. And like yeah. you said, you get to just kind of sit and stare at them and just be like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, take a yeah. Take a moment to honor the moment properly. <laughs> yes, sir. There you go. Get that yeah. proper clip. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just edit that into the first one. <laughs> but no, there was, I mean, we talked about it last time too on the last podcast that I did with Michael. We had talked about uh, just like the importance of community and stuff. And I know you guys had Atticus Young. We had Oakley. I mean, you could say it's young. I mean, we were older than you. We were 23 when mm. we had Oakley. But we were also living in California, growing weed on a fucking side of a mountain. <laughs> like, literally, like, 45 minutes outside Talk of Talking about hippy-dippy, then. Yeah, talk about hippy-dippy. <laughs> but, yeah, we were doing that. And uh, Hannah had gotten, we found out Hannah got pregnant, and we were like, okay, like, we'll do this here. And then, like, we kind of started, like, the realities of, like, trying to, like, raise a kid on, like, a fucking pot farm. 
in like an illegal pot farm at that. Like, it wasn't, there was no like sanctions. It wasn't realize that you're s- you're slowly being written into your own like HBO special <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and, but also like even more so than that, it was just like the, the realization that like because we we were going down there to live with Hannah's sister and her at the time boyfriend and now husband, um, but they would have been our only support, and they were. Balls deep in their business and doing what they needed to do. So I mean, they they would have done what they could to support us, but it was like we need to go back home. Like, yeah. We need to get we need to go back home to like our families at the very least, and then also just to have like any sort of community around us as far as friends go. Granted, not that I like hold this against any of my friends or anything, but like no one really like showed up for me. Yeah. Like the first go around, um, but that's kind of what I didn't really expect them to either. So. Yeah. But just that importance of community was so huge because it was like, yeah, you just get thrusted into fatherhood and you're kind of like, you're shell-shocked. You're like, what in the hell? Like, yeah. And then there's no one there to support you, no one there to really understand what you just went through and to talk to about it. And there's just nobody. But if the, when you have community and typically if you're doing a free birth, you have you know somebody else who had a free birth. It's not yeah. just like... Some wild idea you had on your own. And <laughs> the like, light bulb just <laughs> appears yeah. on your head. Let's yeah. just do this at home. You, you, you said something it, briefly, mm-hmm. um, but it's so telling. And, you, you know, you talk about, like, oh, they would have done what they could. Yeah. And I think that phrase really encompasses people who are not specifically there to support you. Yes. Like, who, and who are, who are, who, the importance of having a community that is specifically designed yes, and, and, and cultivated mm-hmm. um, to to be there to support you through this process as a yeah. family mm-hmm. right not just not just the mothers not right. just the kids it's the dads it's the families like that is so important because they're not just doing what they can they're yeah. doing what they're there to do right exactly I remember I remember Freya was born and it was, it was she was she was probably like an hour old and I can she, know where you're going. <laughs> and she was um, she was crying on Delaney's chest and Delaney's like, oh, I need to I need to call Hannah. Yeah. And I remember you guys were like restless forever and, and Hannah was yeah. so pregnant too. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> at the time. And uh, I feel like you guys were just waiting on a call from us like we were. Any, any we day. knew she was in labor. We knew it was going down. <laughs> because Hannah had come over had come over like that that night and be like, okay, you're probably you're probably a few days away. And I remember like later after the fact, she's like, oh no, I knew it was happening that night. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> um, but we were probably was like an hour old, and I remember Delaney calls you. And she's like, you had a girl, and I remember you both were like, and I was like, oh, congratulations. And I remember hearing you in the background crying. Yeah, because and that was such an awesome, such a huge moment for me because if I hadn't like shared that moment with any of my other friends. Right. They would have been like, congrats, man. But the authenticity of that. I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, man. I was like, yeah, I told you. I flashed back right to it. I, I remember it. Yeah. Distinctly. And you guys just, 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 just the elation. And then Hannah jumping out of bed. Freya was born at, at, at 120. She was born at 1205. Honestly, it was late. I remember that. Yeah. She was born at midnight. And so it's yeah. like 1 a.m. Hannah shows up at our place at two, like two, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Again, very pregnant, and just shows up, helps us, just take care of all the all the laundry. Because again, you're doing this on your bed. Sheets, oh, towels mess. are gonna be yeah. absolute, fucking absolute mess. fucking yeah. mess. <laughs> um, but Hannah took care of that all, and I remember just blinking, and then things were taken care of. Dude, yeah, because no, no, and, and that's just how it should be. 
Yeah. Or, like, just being there holding Freya and, like, kind of going to sleep for a little bit and then waking up and then being like, okay, I'm going to leave you guys alone now. Yeah. And just having that person to call and not say, I don't know what to do, but say, hey, I know you're here for me for this specific reason. Right. Like, it's sharing this joy with me and please come help me. Right, like that's yeah. such a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I can't help but laugh a little bit right now because I totally I remember the call. Uh, it, it was you were definitely not as graceful as you are now. <laughs> it was kind of like I think you called or I think Delaney called Hannah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep, there you go, picked up. So again, we are fathers. We're gonna take a brief intermission because one of the babies woke up. And Jacob, <laughs> one of the babies, Freya, Jacob's, Jacob's one of them. She baby. shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she, she shall not be named. She um, just wanted to make an appearance. That was it. She knew we were. <laughs> right, yeah. You might have even heard a little bit of cry, but no. Oh, shit. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember. So you, you definitely, in your recollection, are much more eloquent than in the moment. <laughs> because if I, I may be recalling this incorrectly, but this is my memory of it. So we were sitting there. I don't we, think I've heard this before. This is great. Okay, yeah. So we knew, obviously, that Delaney was giving birth. Yeah. And that it was going to happen that night. Because I'm pretty sure Hannah said the same thing to me when she got home. She was like, mm, she's having that baby tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like Delaney called Hannah. And from just, like, the what I heard, it sounded like Delaney gave birth, like, eight seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was still, like, <sighs> and, like breathing heavy. I was like, I did it. She's born. And there's like a lot of like breathing and like not much being said. And then I feel like I think Hannah was like, Okay, Delaney, like that's great. Like, can you pass the phone to Jacob? <laughs> that's how I remember that. Yeah. I remember hearing Can you pass the phone to Jacob? Which is, is probably the, the damning moment, right? <laughs> Where yeah, she was like, You need to just chill. Just give the phone to Jacob and I'll let me talk to him. Talk to the guy who's who's just who's been in the same exact like place and event as yeah. you. The, the, let me talk to the guy who watched you run the marathon, not the, not the person who ran the marathon. I can imagine my uh, my coherence was. Uh... You, you weren't as breathy as her, but you were still a little bit like, for lack of a better term, like disoriented too. You're kind of yeah. like, she's good. This is what happened. You were very like almost like analytical, which is totally it's great. Like that's exactly you did your job. You're like we're good. Baby's good. Breathing cr- like crying. Delaney's good. It is what it is. Like, yeah. But, yeah, fucking come over type of thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot to be said about having someone specifically who knows what to expect. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can have community and support, but if you have someone who doesn't really know what to expect, especially to, like, walk in and to the mess of what just happened, like... Just and then have them make some dumbass like passive aggressive like whoa what a mess like <laughs> some, some dumb uh, shit up, <laughs> yeah just some dumb shit like that but like also it's I feel like it's very I feel very honored honest obviously um, to even obviously I was the one that came over but to even know that there was that whole feeling of trust and like love and surrounding to be like we just went through this but like can you come over? Yeah. Like, just even know that, like, you felt that way and that trust and that safety with Hannah to be like, come, almost like, come be with us in this precious moment. Yeah. And, and Hannah knowing to not really, like, disturb that precious moment. Coming over to do the task, mm. to check on you guys, make sure you're set, 
and then leave. Yeah. Like, not, like, linger and be like, can I hold the baby? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because there is, there's that whole sense of, like, I mean, especially, like, newborns, like, not fresh, fresh newborns, Mm. but, like, the passing the round of the baby. It's just like, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know how it was uh, for you guys. We talk about, you know, the, um, the ownership of the moment I think mm-hmm. a lot of like family members feel entitled to yes and I don't in my in my own personal experience because I know it really it vacillates yeah right from one end of the spectrum to the other in my experience it wasn't my family trying to commandeer the moment mm-hmm. and be like no this is our moment too and we need to know about it they <laughs> were just they it stressed my mom out she's a planner right? my mom was a big planner so it stressed yeah. her out that we would not give her like I remember that. Day. Yeah, I remember oh, yeah. that. Yeah. So and she was she came to us one day, she's like, I know when you're due because I've done the math. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, what the fuck I'm does like, that mean? Congratulations, mom, you're three full weeks off. Like <laughs> but, Nailed it. But yep, good job. Yeah. <laughs> good job. But I think yeah, just just the idea that like, okay, I need to be there, I gotta hold the baby, I gotta be there for the the experience. Remember with Atticus, right? Talk about like comparing mm-hmm. one experience to the other. With Atticus, my parents wanted to be in the waiting room and I wanted them to be in the waiting room. Right. Because I thought that's what you did. You don't know. That's yeah, what you're you like, did. It's a big moment. Yeah. My family is doing it on TV. So yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> totally. And uh and for 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 Freya's birth, I was just I decidedly protective of the moment. And mm-hmm. not like in hostility. Although right. like like but I think there was a clear boundary set. And again, I know this is not everyone's universal experience. Mm-hmm. My family was begrudgingly accepting. Right. And they were in the end and we didn't tell them we were free birthing actually. I was that was me one of my <laughs> next question. <laughs> I was like, I was like, How did you Sorry to ruin your segue. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Um yeah, no, we actually was a little wary of how they were gonna take it. You know, because I think they just assumed we'd had a midwife mm-hmm. with us throughout the whole process. They knew that we didn't particularly enjoy the outcome of Atticus's birth, which again was, you know, under the care of, of, of midwives with mm-hmm. a midwifery, um, birth center planned, hospital sure. transfer. Uh, and so they, they knew we were kind of trying to do something different but when they met Freya she was a couple few days old Mm -hmm. um and I remember telling my parents specifically like this was just us this is where it happened these are the three people that it happened with and my dad started crying he was so happy for us really he was yeah it was just this almost authentic and he was he was just he was telling us he was like I'm so proud of you guys it's and almost one of those things that ha- almost has to be after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get so you, because you don't want their latent anxiety yes. or anything. Like you talk about, you talk about the way that Hannah carried the energy, the proper energy into the space. Yeah. Right. And came to us and was and was just so accepting of all that energy mm-hmm. and offered none of her own to the moment, which is yes. so essential. Yeah. I think you get that with family members because they are well intentioned, but don't really know how to conserve right. their own feelings mm-hmm. right and, 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 and trepidations and potential anxieties around that mm-hmm. and so to tell uh to tell my parents to tell delaney's mom who is who is who's a medical worker like yeah. very, operates in a very medicalized industry and yeah. sees birth as a very medicalized thing on right. just on a regular basis like mm-hmm. that is just her own exposure 
sure. to tell them after the fact was was really crucial because then they could just be happy for us because it was yeah. great. It was this awesome moment that we got to share. Yeah, and you know, and without saying like, oh, what if this goes wrong? Or, what yeah, if this you goes take wrong? away the opportunities for them to say what if. You take yeah. you, you take that from them and yeah. take that from them because that is your moment. Like right. that is so, <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah. And I thought there's I think a lot of women, uh, especially like older generations and stuff, they just live with the trauma of their birth that they don't even fucking know is a thing. Yeah. Because, like, there have been, like... I think I started telling people... I don't think I ever, like, admit, like just flat out was like, yeah, we're free birthing just the like, two of us at home. I think I would, like, kind of, like, ease my way into it and kind of, like, gauge the situation be like, yeah, we're doing a home birth. And they're like, oh, cool. It's like, you got a midwife? And I'd be like, meh. <laughs> or some people are like, no. Like, no, we're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. But then, like, just, like, the inherent nature of, like, oh, let me tell you my fucking shit story like oh yeah that'd be really cool like but my wife needed an emergency c-section that's it or like if it's probably i know it's more so on the women's end where like they try to tell a woman like oh yeah we're gonna have the baby at home and they're like i could have never that oh that i hi buddy that was my son making his appearance both of the uh, the second siblings gotta get their yeah, the, the free birth get their word in there like hey you talking about us yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah the, the, the I could never was yeah. such a thing yes that we heard like mm-hmm. from from family members especially yeah. like oh I could never and I remember one time distinctly Delaney's Delaney's, I think, like her, her great aunt or some some like elder relative sure. was saying, Jacob, I can't believe you delivered that baby at home. And I looked at her and I was like, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't yeah. deliver the baby. Yeah. I was there and I caught her, but I didn't yeah, deliver the baby. didn't fall. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not a pizza. I didn't deliver, yeah. I didn't deliver this baby. <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> I mean, $15.99. But <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Delaney birther I was present I bore witness to the whole experience and that was really crucial and that was really important and again we were surrounded by an awesome network of, of people and, and yeah. love and I think again just looking back to Delaney's birth with Atticus mm-hmm. it was we, we had the network of like familial support after <laughs> there's no way to, to, to open the beer stealthily um, um, but yeah we had that we had that familial support and like family did what they could like they like mm-hmm. her grandma brought us meals right like they did all the things that you should do right kind of read through the textbook and was like this is how you support a family but we weren't really supported and didn't realize we weren't really supported no, you don't. It's one of those things you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, right? yeah, and it wasn't until like till I mean, going and Hannah, credit to them, really, really did an, an amazing job, especially when they were both really seeking community. Hi, buddy. <laughs> he's he's really he really wants to get in here. Um, I mean, it's his two, it's his guys, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's got to get in with the boys. Yeah, come on, buddy. <laughs> um, but they created the community that they needed. Yes. And wow, how I have benefited from their hard work. Because, oh, I totally. mean, obviously we met, yeah. right? But then we've met so many. I mean, you talk to Michael, who I love. Like, yeah. I, I, I I, love that dude. We, yeah. we, we've, we've spent, you know, a lot of time just talking and talking about fatherhood and these experiences. And being friends with dads is something I didn't know I needed until I had it. Dude, totally. And I think there's something kind of weird. First, I think it got brought up a little bit when we first started talking. And I kind of glossed over it because we just go 
but as we do yeah <laughs> and I think there's definitely something to be said about like kind of how the whole point of this podcast is to show that there's so many different walks of life that can experience this moment yeah of giving of having the free birth but because I remember like Hannah was like she was so alone after the first pregnancy or after during the first pregnancy mm-hmm. after the first birth and yeah she took it upon herself like I'm not doing that again I'm creating a whole fucking community of like-minded women to be with me and support me and and all this and kind of being like me who I am like kind of coming from like the construction and the cars and like the sports like not nowhere really in like the spiritual hippie woo-woo realm of that nature anything if you can call it that um and then knowing that those are the women that she brought in yeah and then just like putting a prejudice on like every fucking husband or partner <laughs> and being like his hand would be like oh like I've sat in a circle with this woman and we've done our stuff with our crystals and, and all that and I was just like and now I want you to meet her husband and it's like, me oh, like it's like no. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I'll give it a shot but it's super reluctant you know I was kind of just like it's hard to like almost go I mean I feel like that's just like such a joke like through the dad community you know it's like oh I gotta go hang out with my wife's friends oh, husband oh, yeah. yeah it's like oh god <laughs> And, like, but there's there's some truth to it. I mean, I think it's a social anxiety thing, too. But it's also, like, these prejudices that you put on people that I put on people. Yeah. To where I was like, God damn it, like, I gotta go meet this fucking Jacob guy. Like, <laughs> just getting off work. I don't want to go meet some fucking nude person. But, but then it was like, no, we hit it off right away. And it was just, like, it was one of those things that I feel like it is because that there is that like-mindedness between partners that, like, they're it doesn't really vary too far from that yeah but also like I know who Hannah is and like I don't think she would ever hang out with someone who I like completely don't I fucking would not want to associate with <laughs> yeah like, I mean there's one one maybe two anyway. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there you can't you can't win every battle <laughs> but no and I think it's I don't even know where I was going but it's it's super important to have community yeah this is this is also how you know that we're best friends because no, no one can like thoroughly dismantle me like it was just like yeah. the, the lack of of, <laughs> yeah, of explicit words no I think um Lisa, so like have you like broadly speaking um mm-hmm really felt supported as a dad and as a man specifically by the, the, the individuals, the families, and more specifically the other dads and men that you've met through like through the community. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have. And it's it's interesting because I not like, a, It's not like a guiding question. No, no, no. no, 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 no. It's, it's true. It's a, it's a real question. It came from the heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but no, it's, it's interesting. I feel like I'm definitely like similar to a lot of dudes in a regard of like I like to figure things out my own way and... But I'm also a little different because I feel like I'm very hesitant towards um, being influenced, mm. um, which is weird. I have a very big hesitancy to like being influenced or like people are like, oh, such and such inspires me so much. Like I've never really fallen into that cat. Like I don't have like a hero or yeah. like someone I like look up to. Yeah. Granted. Besides me, of course. Besides, besides <laughs> you. I mean, well, that's good. But no, and I think that's also definitely like childhood trauma like you know what I mean mm, like yeah. I'm like for 
eight years, my dad was a great guy, but then the remainder of my life, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> so it was like, I didn't have anybody to look up to. And I think that that really created this like identity within myself that was like, no, I'm going to figure it out my way because no one's showing me how to do it. And I think that kind of translates a little bit into the fatherhood side of it where it's like, I definitely have been supported by the fathers of the community, but it's not something that I necessarily inherently needed at the time. Yeah. I think first time around, I would have benefited humongously from it. Yeah. Like being around other fathers and other people I can talk to that have gone through something similar. Not that I need anybody to look up to, but I just needed someone to like confide in, you know? And just like someone who can reciprocate any sort of emotion that I was having as well. Yeah. Um, but I think second time around, it wasn't as important, but I still loved it. Like yeah. I still loved being able to get together with another dad that I was like-minded with and had a decent time I could fucking crack a beer, <laughs> smoke a bowl with, and just like talk. Talk about being a father and the joys and the struggles of it because like I can't go to like my homies and be like oh god dude you know like being a dad like they're like yeah I bet it's hard like there's there's no relate hi <laughs> happy guy hey buddy oh, oh he's here. in just just yeah. <laughs> um but uh no and it's it's definitely very interesting how that all plays out because I needed it I enjoyed it but I wasn't sure exactly like I didn't feel like I needed it and I didn't feel like I was going to enjoy it because that's not something that I ever really did like seek outside influence yeah or seek outside support and I feel like that even sometimes gets like Hannah a little upset because there's times where like I'll obviously be going through something and she wants to talk to me about it and I'm like nah yeah and it's not that I don't want to talk about it it's that I need to formulate my own base and my own thoughts so I can actually enter this conversation with something to say yeah rather than just being like okay let your thoughts on my feelings influence how I'm going to take this yeah and yeah, it's, it's I think it's one thing that I really valued in our friendship right is because like I think really for the first time in my life certainly in my adult life like I absolutely have like have a friend and another dad to be like to come and be like wow I'm really feeling bad about this specific thing totally. and like and like actually want to like talk about that stuff I yeah there, 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 there is it's not I hate to use the word, but there's a stigma. And it's such a played out word, but there's a stigma it's about It's there for a reason. About, you know yeah. I mean? it, yeah. it is. But there, there, there is this stigma around around men, like, talking. And this, mm-hmm. of course, that that is that is changing, right? Totally. About being more open and really, like, openly seeking connection. Mm-hmm. But still, it is so deeply ingrained. Like, I, it's it's really interesting to talk about, talk about, like, fathers and fatherly relationships. My, I'm... I'm really close to my dad, mm-hmm. but that's because he was not close to his dad, and it right. was a very, it was a very transitional thing of like his yeah. his relationship with his dad was so strained that he really wanted a <laughs> really wanted a connection with with me and really wanted to <laughs> look at mama feel like my buddy, and there he goes, yeah. <laughs> the shy's <laughs> gone, <laughs> he departs. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I think that really informs on my own willingness to to, to really like be open about mm-hmm. like you know seeking connection with with other other dads and other other dudes. Um, but I, again, kind of looping back to our own relationship. I, I when we first met, I was like, yeah, he's a cool dude. I couldn't have foreseen really really seeing someone that I actually wanted to oh, talk sure. about things. Like when 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 we. 
Like, when you were like, hey, you should watch Chernobyl, I didn't immediately think, man, I really want to share my intimate thoughts and feelings <laughs> with this guy. Like, like, like man, <laughs> you know, I... Uh, <laughs> Literally a stuck for you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I really, um, you know, and, and there there have been times, right, where, like, where, where we experience friction, not necessarily, like, between us, but mm-hmm. it can be a communal thing. Yeah. It can be just a residual experience of something that's going on around us and right. we can come together and be like man this feels really bad yeah like this feel, like this conflict this feels gross is, but I, I still love you that's <laughs> it that's it well, in that, in that, that's exactly and to to, to to never have the question mark to be like right. or like never be like oh man I wonder if I'm cool with Mason but yeah. just to be able to check in and not assume that things are good right and I want to go back even too because I feel like what I had said is kind of does a disservice to our friendship because I definitely have feel that way too you know it's like when I say I don't want to like I'm hesitant to meet the other fathers and stuff I definitely kind of faded off of that a little bit because I'm just like whatever it's, gonna, it's either going to work or it's not and like that's just how it is but like especially with you like you and I have developed such a relationship to where yes get the cannabis flowing we've developed such a relationship to like where I actually do enjoy like coming to you with something or like even just like talking about anything and like I've never been like a you could say I'm the like a kind of like a man, man, like an old school man's man. You the built bull- your family's house <laughs> by your like ostensibly by yourself. Yeah, I might say you're a man's man. You, okay. te- you told me today that you were going to like the heavy duty hardware store. Yeah, <laughs> heavy duty equipment store. Yeah, that's what it was. It's, uh, yeah, heavy equipment rental store. Yeah. <laughs> I think there I just might gotta be- rent an auger for the excavator. What do you mean? Oh yeah, I gotta rent an auger. Yeah, me too. It's a weekly thing. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, but even with like you, to how you say you said stigma, like even with like that kind of like frame around who I am, I've always, I've never really had the stigma of like the hardened shell. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the guys who are like emotions. Like I can go and I can guarantee you if I asked all of like my best friends over the last 10, 15 years, have you seen me cry? Yes, they would all say yes. And I'd be like, was it more than once? They would say yes. Like, I'm never one to be like, I'm fine. I'm good. Like, yeah. no, I'm fucking, I want to cry, I'm going to cry. I'm going yeah. to cry with the boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit. You and I have cried plenty of times. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about emotional things. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, I got to, excuse me, I got to be right back. Like, yeah, it's not like, you good? You good? I'm yeah. good. Like, you crying pussy? Like, <laughs> no, none of that. Like, and I think that kind of, plays into a little bit of everything and just like the sense that I yeah basically I think my whole reason of going on this little tangent was to go back because I feel like I almost put myself in a box and like I'm very unboxable like I feel like I'm fucking all over the place yeah um and that's just I'm very like I don't I'm not easily influenced Mm. but I am very malleable in a sense Mm. but in my own way Mm. like I'm, I'm not going to conform I'm not going to fit into your form but I'll find my way it's going to be like, on your terms yeah, yeah I'll get in there on my own terms and it's it's definitely played a lot into the free birth you know because yeah. I definitely I think when Hannah first brought it up I was like what the fuck like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the two of us hell no like, but this was like pre pre Oakley yeah yeah and, and I was like that's Crazy. So you got you got kind of introduced to like the concept early. Like you got your feet wet on, yeah. as we're like early, early. 
Yes, definitely. Okay. And so, it, but, and I think that's very much like, like if, because some people, like I know, I think a little bit like with Michael, the last interview, I think one of the things he we were talking about was like, he kind of heard about it and he was like, oh, okay. And then like, he came to like Hannah's birthday party or something. Like when, or like maybe even fucking Atticus's birthday when we had yeah. it at our house. And yeah, there was like yeah, yeah. fucking 30 families there. Yes. And he was like, all of these people free birth? And like his partner was like, yeah. And he was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe we could do it. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where like, I feel like some people are influenced in that way. And I very much was influenced by like, I don't know just like the ability to see Hannah's like fierce need and mm-hmm. desire and drive and not to just be like whimsical about it like yeah, yeah give birth at home like then I came with the fear you mm-hmm. know I was like well what if this happens and she's like boom answer was this like, the first this you talking about the first time or the or, uh, or, both or, a little or, bit or, of both yeah like because I think it took me a while to get on board the first time and I was like cool fuck yeah home birth and then, but I was like, still in that mind frame, I was like, well, midwife would be nice too. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't want the full responsibility if I can look back and really realize what was holding me back. Yeah. Um, but then the next time, it's like, yeah, okay, fucking go for it. Um, but anyway, I'm probably going to say that whole thing <laughs> 10 times over in these interviews. Um, but I guess other things is like, so I know because we were just outside the, our our ladies are watching all four of the kids well three of the kids because <laughs> your daughter's asleep yeah um, but Delaney was saying she really wanted you to talk about something something about vomiting oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the funnies let's oh get into my the God. funny parts of the oh birth. yeah talk about free birth and I'm going to hit this bowl <laughs> oh please do it's a good way to settle it alright um, yeah I, I, I think that's the thing about, about free birth um, is you are there as the again <clears throat> return to the to the term like pat or like active spectator like sure. you're you're sitting on the sidelines you're just there being fully present and then you jump in as soon as <coughs> as soon as the she pukes yeah. right like, there, 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 <laughs> yeah. was, there was there was yeah like you're not gonna sit back and be like oh I'm like whoa that's crazy <laughs> like that's, <laughs> um but yeah you know, there's no there's no midwife to come in and be like I'm here there's no yeah. there's no Student midwife to be like, oh, oh I'm a student, student midwife, midwife dude. dude. Like, what are you doing? Here? Oh my god, they, I, mean, I didn't sign up for you to be here. <laughs> when one when, when, when okay, brief tangent, but when they're like, oh, is it's okay for student midwives? Are they like it counts toward their birth count? They just get great experience, and you won't even notice they're there. I'm like, yeah, sure, you notice they're yeah. there. You you're like, oh, there's a whole another ass person in here. Yeah, you're a like, whole what? ass person who doesn't know how to hook up an IV. Oh my god, <laughs> like, excuse me, does she should not have six bruises um, <laughs> like right now. <laughs> yeah, but, but I digress. Yeah, I guess that was the, the digression. <laughs> you, you regress. <laughs> I don't want to regress. <laughs> Um, um, the point is, oh yeah, no, the puking, the fun, the funniest. Yes, no, no, but yeah, you're the the, lightheartedness. You're the only one there, and so, you know, Delaney was Delaney was in the shower and was just like praying the hot water did not run out. Super soon, was like no one of those fucking things. (laughs) Neighbors, you better be taking like a midnight shower right now because there there needs to be enough hot water for the birthing lady she was in there and she was like bowl bowl whole pregnancy was just like yeah 
oh, the bowl was yeah. on deck. On yes. deck. Um, and so, of course, for the birth, we had like the the big, the big, the, the big stainless yeah. steel bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and that was like the, the the door was shut, so it was ostensibly just a sauna. And oh. it was just, <laughs> you know where it's going. I, and I, I got the bowl, it. I and I just remember, it. I remember <laughs> standing there at arm's length, and Delaney like grabbed me and like pulling me in closer because she was leaning on me for support and so like and so even my like my my lanky arms couldn't protect me from being just <laughs> yeah, yeah. just with like a hand span of the of the bowl and that was it is one of those things you just you, you just grin and bear it, right you don't comment you're not like i'm like oh whoa, whoa yeah you just you know that's you, one of those things stepping up being a fucking man just being like i'm here to support you yep. five inches away from your bowl of puke <laughs> <laughs> Five inches was generous, man. It was dope. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it it's one of those things that is hilarious. Like we both look back and laugh. And again, she wouldn't have known that happened unless a, I told her. And B, we had video of it. It's like that is how I think part of free birth is having a great experience. Not only for your partner, but for you. Because you're gonna yeah. be the only one to remember the little moments, and you're mm-hmm. gonna be the only one to really remember. I mean. At least this was again speaking from my own experience. Yeah, um, can't make a bl- blanket statement for everyone mm-hmm. or how it has been or will be, but in large part, you're going to be the one to remember the meticulous details. Sure, right? The facial expressions, the little quips, the jokes. Yeah, and you know, unless you've got the camera running <laughs> yeah. the time, you know, in, and even then, you're not going to look back typically and just watch like eight hours of footage. The fathers of, might not, but I definitely oh, know my oh, <laughs> The amount of editing and and going through and yeah. like. Time stamping, yeah, yes, that the lady has done through the through the course of the birth videos, um, taking out so many gigabytes on my phone, just blowing yes. through the cloud. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so so much of that is showing up for your partner, for yourself, because you're gonna be the one to look back on those moments, moments, about. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> moments. <laughs> the crossfade is real. It's hitting um, those moments where you just look back and laugh, and you'll be able to share those with your partner because they're absolutely fucking hilarious. And you're, those are like maybe not every single one of them, but there's definitely gonna be a couple of them that fucking stand out, and you're gonna remember those the rest of your life. Oh right? yeah, the rest of your life. Like that's one of those things. Like people are always like, yeah, like I remember my kid being born at the hospital, like. The whole my whole life, but like, what if it wasn't like just like that moment of the kid being born? Like you have like a depending on how long she's in labor for, you have like a whole day or like a whole couple hours. Like you remember like the day, and like yeah. no, there was never anything like shitty about it. Like it's just <clears throat> good fucking memories. Yeah, and I think there's definitely something to be said about like those moments that you create and you remember because of like. How you know each other and like what literally happens. Yeah. I feel like it's, I mean, depending on like your connection with your partner, like it speaks volumes to that connection. Because mm-hmm. there's times like, like you've said it twice now that I've noticed, like, I mean, bowl's a little straightforward, but like when like they're going through it and they, all they can do is utter one word. Mm, yeah. But you know exactly what to do. Like she said hips. You were yeah. like, she, she said hips and she said bowl. Yeah. And like, if you don't, if you're not like in tune, like with your partner, you're like, what about your hips? Like, 
you to do. can't ask questions. That's no, such a big man. thing. Yeah, such a big thing. And I also think don't give them any more work. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. no, because you like that's that that makes they're them already think. doing the most. You don't, you don't yeah, you don't want you don't want to activate like force them to activate their cerebellum. Exactly, let yeah. them just float like, again. Let them float and just like you are. We're diving down analogy lane here. Hell yeah! You're, you this know they're they're, they're floating along the river and you're just like. Like running along, like with a big stick, trying to push them out of the weeds, like and just like oh, there's a gator, scared him around, and that is like that, and then you're gonna flip over to the other side, and they're like it's yeah. just the whole thing you're doing a so many so many aspects, or so much from gymnastics, physical, mental, emotional. Yeah, keep it cool, collect it, and make sure that they don't know the work you're putting in. Yes, like that is that is such a that is such a big thing. It's it's right. it's, it's it's editors, it's editors in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Who like. Movies wouldn't happen without the people who edit things behind the scene. No, it's and not one continuous shot no. for an hour and a half. Like, <laughs> and you mean? don't know like who they are, what they've done for a reason. It's yeah. because the work is invisible. That's yeah. how it should be. Your work should be invisible, and you get to you get to That's celebrate it. afterwards. Totally. But but in the moment, it's not about you, right? It's not. Yeah. It's it's just no. Yeah, and I, and and it, and, it, and it was made easy to talk about connection, speaking volumes of connection. It was made easy. Right, yeah. I think that's how it should be. It should flow totally. easily. You should have that seamless communication and connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about conversations beforehand. It's about being confident and comfortable. Yes. And if you are not confident and comfortable, but your partner is, shove it. Yeah. Be like that. Like sh- like like shelf that for another yeah. fucking day. Save it for your psychology. Be a man, so you, dude. Like, fucking step up for a- your woman. Absolutely. Like, put it aside, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you 100%. have to have to set it aside. And it's so imperative. I think like, this breaks my heart. You know, if I, if I hear stories like, oh, like, she really wants to, to, to free birth. But yeah. her partner doesn't. Her husband doesn't. Oh. Like, Hannah and I, whenever we hear that, it's like, about having the midwife how are they like, together have, there's like, such a lack of like basal like respect yeah. for autonomy autonomy is what this, this is all about yes and, yeah. and if you're not respecting you can't respect your partner's autonomy because of your own personal hangups that speaks volumes about what you need to work on internally not what you can control about the situation externally 100% and I've definitely never been anyone who's like a controlling person especially like that's like one of the reasons Hannah and I like our relationship thrives really well and it did when we first started dating because like we very much it was like I have my life and you also have your life and we can have a life together but we also need to understand that we have our own lives as well yeah. and so like there's no like you can't control that you can't be like you can't have a life like because then that really, your relationship's going to be bad Yeah. but like it's that translated into like her even telling me that like she would want to do free birth like I'm, who the fuck am I to be like no because, yeah. but I also know that my wife is such a powerhouse of a woman that if I told her no she'd be like Okay. Who Fuck yourself. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> but but that's why I love her. You're right. You, you're either you're either hopping on the train. You're getting your ass left behind. Yeah, exactly. That thing, the station is gonna be empty in about five minutes. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think there's so much to be said about that because there's like like Delaney had her one words and Hannah. There's been there's a couple instances with Hannah's birth that happened too. Like there's at one point she was on the ground laboring and she pulled like some little like red blanket over her. And she was just kind of, like, going through it and, like, dry heaving. And eventually it fell off. And, like, she never said, like, put it back on or, like, I need it or anything. But, like, I let it off for a second. And I kind of looked at it and I was, like, she wants that back on. So, like, I, like, I put it back on. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that, out of, like, the whole birth, that's the story she always recalls. It's me putting the blanket back on her mm. without her saying anything. And I was, like, that seems so insignificant in my world. 
but to her it was huge. Yeah. And she said it's so huge that it even like carried past births. She's like, that whole you putting the blanket on me thing, it like carries into like our sex life and like our just like our dynamic in marriage. Just like where I didn't just feel, I know you're gonna keep me safe, mm-hmm. like without having to ask you to keep me safe. Yeah. Yeah. And and like there was one other time where I mean. It's kind of like it's obvious. I mean, in my brain, I'm like, oh, it's obvious. Like, she was just, like, suits in the birth tub. She's leaning back, sweaty as hell, this birth in, and she just says, air. <laughs> she just said air. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I just went and just, like, opened the window all the way, and it's just like, that was another big moment for her. She was like, and then this huge gust of air hit me and, like, woke me back up. And I was like, oh, it just, I was just like, oh, yeah, window was open. Like, yeah. it seemed like such a nothing moment for me, but it was so huge it's for those, her. It's those, you know, it's those single words, and there's those, like, those, those monosyllabic words. Like, there's just simple things, the, yeah. the most base communication. It's runs so in tandem, which I think could be why there's a lot of success and a lot of ambition to, to, to approach free birth when you are already parents is yeah. because so much of that ties into the way you communicate with your kids yeah. especially oh, yeah. when they're younger mm-hmm. and in that very primal state of life yeah. where you're like they're like blue I'm like you want blueberries and I got you yeah like, like, you, like you have a friend over and they're like you get your toddler comes up and just is like blah, 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 and they're like <laughs> dude I know the crayon is red and it's not the one you want and they're like your friend's like you understood How that? The hell? What the fuck? I mean, you, you sometimes you, like your you've known Atticus for a whole life. I mean, I this know, is yeah, this yeah. is. But I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty fluent. You fluent. This has yeah. been a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> for a while there was like, you know. I remember though. Sometimes you would like look at me like, like what, what the hell is this kid just say? That's why. Well, that's why. That's you know, best friends come in clutch because they'll know your kids better than you do. Sometimes, yeah. I'm like, oh, he said. He needs jeans. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and I. Uh, but you know, and talk about the moments of memory. I know for a fact. I mean, I, 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 I have a younger sister. We are mm-hmm. we're very close, and so we're, I'm lucky to have a great relationship with my family. Um, and we'll talk about moments. And my sister and I are very close in age. We're like, you remember that? Mom and Dad, what the hell was that about? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I literally have no so recollection. So just like a gloss over moment for them. And that's, that stood out so hard. Exactly, and that's like that's what it is. You talk about these moments where it either means nothing to you and everything to, everything right. to them, or it's the reverse, yeah. where you felt really accomplished or really funny for like making them laugh in that moment of like it was really hard, or yeah. you just feel really good about that little thing that mm-hmm. happened because the overall the overall um, birth, the result. Is it is itself something we're celebrating? It's those little oh, moments yeah. that you're gonna remember that yeah. are so, that make everything worthwhile. Like yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, the the whole story, right? A story is not beginning and end. There's right. so much middle, there, and there's a story that you get to craft for yourself mm-hmm. that is really taken from you when you when you're in a space in a, in a in a birthing space that is not geared toward accepting and celebrating autonomy. Yeah, and I think totally too in today's age, there's like, I mean, it's very, like, it still exists in places, but it's not such like a worldwide standard practice where like, there's like really a truly like rite of passage for men. Mm. And I think like back in the day, it was like, you go on your first hunt and you, yep. you kill your first ox. <laughs> what, you, you kill your first whatever. Shit's on ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like a significant moment like where you, on whatever spectrum of like, energy or like thought like you can be like this is a defining moment of my life where I went from boy to man yeah and I feel like in today's world it's like well you got your first job 
And you could drive a fucking car. Like, yeah. no. How's your credit score? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of that feels like a rite of passage. That just feels like the bullshit that you gotta do. But I feel like free birth is kind of that rite of passage for mm. men. Because, I mean, mm. girls, they, like, their rite of passage essentially is, like, their first period. Like, you know, there's, like, that very defining moment where it's like, okay, I, I have gone from girl to a young woman. And I feel like that doesn't exist for us. Nah. Especially not today. And my wife is trying to walk around the room to get some water like she's not <laughs> Making here. Making a, a, a real sting face. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, even... Again, you talk about, talk about stigma, talk about ritual, talk about all these things that play into... Um, how, do, how do we be complete as men? Like, and how do we initiate that quest for completion mm-hmm. because a lot of people grow old and die before they ever like they, they, they just don't they, they like with, without they think about it. no because it's not it's not something that you have this this objective measurement of like now you should probably start thinking about this <laughs> yeah mean, for, for me and my like own, we talked about that in a vague sense earlier yeah but yeah oh, sorry yeah. go ahead no no it's just it's just it's exactly that right I think like I was tw- I was freshly 20 years old yeah dude you know, and Delaney was herself so young. And I was like, oh, we have a baby. It's a whole person. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is a... Yeah, I've been working with kids, but I can send them home at the, at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, exactly. And then I don't have to work on yeah, myself. I can my homies and smoke a blunt. That's like, it. That's yeah. it. I don't, I don't have to work on myself. And I think, I think one of the greatest gifts um, that Atticus taught me, and of course Freya as well. I mean, but, but that initial that initial lesson... Um, because I don't think I would have been willing to work on myself. No, I'd still feel like just be fucking partying. That's it. That's I think it. I, that literally, that's it. Maybe I'd be doing like some fun stuff, but like it wouldn't be like personal growth shit. No. Like, no, yeah. there'd be no quest for personal growth. I think, I think quest is an important word. Like, is it important? Is an important tradition, yes. right? Like, what, like, whatever it is, culturally, you know, in your in your personal or global or um, familial history. If mm-hmm. there is something that is the, that is that is objective, right? You talk about these physical rituals, these rites of passage for men that have really dissipated from modern culture, especially modern Western culture. Yeah. In yes. America, this is not a thing. Like, yeah. Where we where we live, and where we grow up, and most of the time, it, it, it's really not a thing, like you said. Um, so yeah, I think having that 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 actual catalyst was big for me. And that totally. was a big moment. But again, I don't think I even really started my quest, honestly, until Atticus was like two. And I was like, I'm Dude. really going to figure my shit out. So, I, yeah, I wanted to say something about this earlier, but it just, I, it, it passed. But you brought it up perfectly right now. I feel like, how do you, th- how much difference do you think it would have made if you would have had Atticus free birth at home? Like, in, <sighs> into your trial and initiation of fatherhood? Because I feel like there was a lot longer of a period with Oakley where like I would look at her and be like, ah, like oh that's that's my baby like there's I don't feel the, like the that's my baby connection, it, yeah. that it took some time to get to there and it did a little bit with Eli but that was just because Eli is like in bed for forty days with mom and like I come in and I'm like ah oh, that's my baby that's my guy you kind of look and you're like a but voyeur the, to the whole yeah moment. but like that whole like f- true connection I feel like took so much longer with Oakley than it did with Eli 
Yeah. And like, not that it's to say the same for you, but in some regard of a timeline like that, that's kind of what you just said. Like, it didn't take, it took you till he was about two to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really really good question. I think, um, I think it would have changed a lot. It's hard to say. You have no idea. It is hard. It's because I don't think I was in a position of maturity to to have like approached free birth in that really open open sense. I don't think I really knew myself or Delaney well enough to be like, yeah, I've got this. I can hold up this 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 moment totally and not let it fall and not let it crumble and and it was beautiful. (laughs) But I think all all things considered, assuming that it were viable, I could have done it successfully a process situation executed and it would have had the same outcome yeah. as it did with Freya same or similar mm-hmm. which is to say amazing yeah, um, but needless to say <laughs> um, but uh, I think I would have been able to be a better partner even better than I would have been able to be a better, better father um, right. and, and, and I agree yeah, it creates such a bond dude. yeah yeah I think, I, think, I think as a dad I think I still have a lot of Growing to do, Dude, but I think that's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But I think as a partner, I had a lot of growing to do that would have been really expedited and, and like ameliorated, made so much easier by just that that ability to communicate and that connection and that moment that you will always have and always have to remember. Yeah, and I think it's like yeah, shit's gonna get hard. Like, like shit's gonna get hard. That's how that's how it is right. in parenting, in 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 a relationship or a marriage. Um, but from having those moments and having the story that you've been able to forge and craft yourself Dude. is so pivotal. Yeah. Is so pivotal to to being able to when things get hard, come back and say we've done it. Like we've, we we've gone yeah. through it mm-hmm. and we've come out the other side. Have that basis. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's it's, it's it's immeasurably valuable. Is just I know. And like I've I've also like that was beautiful. <laughs> so thank you for that. But it also is like I can't even comprehend. We can guess. We can be like, yeah, like it would have been this X, Y, or Z different for me if that had happened the first time around. And I think it's really the almost the foremost purpose of this podcast as well is mm. to like let you fucking let you guys know to break that wall down yeah so you can have that experience the first time yeah 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 well and, and I and I greatly appreciate you for having me on because this yeah. has been this has been a, an opportunity to really flesh out things that we've talked about yes. a, independently and, and, and so often but really just to sit here relatively undisturbed and just <laughs> um, big old asterisk but yeah. but I think um, really being able to flesh these things out and just discuss them and to just experience them again because talking about them is a way to bring yes. life to those memories and those stories again mm-hmm. and it, it's a beautiful thing so I really appreciate you dude of course I, I appreciate you on here as well because like I said we're trying to get everybody yeah we're trying to get all the different people all the walks of life and also you're my fucking best friend so, <laughs> so this is going to be the best podcast of them all <laughs> But no, like really, because like we flow and it's it's great, and so I really appreciate it. And I know Hannah really appreciates it too, because it's almost like a secondary way to make her goals happen of like allow or showing the women that they can free birth. She yeah. realizes she's like, shit, like I also got to get their husbands on board. So, <laughs> so that's so why big. Well, so thank you. I really any, appreciate any it. opportunity opportunity to do so. I am I'm someone. I love it. Yep. I love then, you too, man. Thank I you. Love you. <laughs> I love you. And 
stay in touch for our uh, Seahawks podcast next <laughs> No, just kidding. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening and join us next week as we share another story of a free birth of a father.